Julie, I don't know about you, but in the past couple of months, as I've been out there on the road, I found that people are really enjoying get getting together again. You know, fingers crossed, maybe the COVID-19 thing is hopefully mostly in, in our past. And uh, whether now we're doing virtual meetings or in-person meetings, it just, but especially in person, uh, people just seem to be really responding. And I think as they come back together, having a reason to get people together and really using them for an advantage is something that the financial professional, I think, ought to spend some time thinking about. I couldn't agree more, John. It does feel like the world is opened back up and thinking about gathering individuals, but with a purpose and with structure. And I know that so many financial professionals have so much on their plate right now. And I'm confident they would love to do this if they just knew exactly how they were engaging their clients, why, what the purpose was, and really had an outline, if you will, for the event. And uh, I think that they'll be excited to hear what Jonathan has to share with us today regarding gathering clients with a purpose and a very powerful and impactful outcome. So Julie, why don't you share with everybody who Jonathan Ainsley is? Jonathan Ainsley is founder and CEO of Invest in You, a leading platform to support individuals living to their full potential. Jonathan started in financial services in London in 1986 as a bond broker, moved to Orlando in 1999, and has been a resident in Central Florida ever since. Following time at SunTrust, in 2006, he joined Schwab Institutional as a relationship manager, developing his passion for bringing simple but powerful solutions to those in his care. And in 2012, he joined Merrill Lynch's Practice Management Consulting Group. During this time, the seeds for thought leadership and providing training for longevity advising were sown. In addition, Jonathan became an accredited financial services coach through ClientWise and also became a Gallup Certified StrengthsFinders coach. Recognized as a thought leader in the area of flourishing longevity by Rethinking65.com, Jonathan has developed training for financial professionals to provide a fresh perspective on longevity planning. Jonathan has three grown children and twin six-year-old granddaughters who call him Grumps. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Julie. We're the hosts of the Hartford Fund's Human-Centric Investing Podcast. Every other week, we're talking with inspiring thought leaders to hear their best ideas for how you can transform your relationships with your clients. Let's go. Welcome to the Human Centric Investing Podcast, Jonathan. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, thanks, Julie. Thanks, John. I'm very excited to be here. So, Jonathan, in today's episode, we want to dig into this topic of client workshops. I mean, for all the years I've been in the industry, I've heard about advisory panels and so on and so forth. It, again, help us understand in your mind, what is a client workshop and what is the purpose of that workshop as related to, to uh, longevity planning? Well, thanks, John. I, I really stumbled into this. So my role at Merrill Lynch was in practice management consulting across 50 uh, offices and lots of uh, resources available to them. Um, but we're also an industry and society in tra transition. So you've got the advance of technology. So where does the value of the human advisor lay going forward? But then also this sort of revolution in aging and you know, retirement planning being done with preset notions versus the reality of how things are changing. And so in, in trying to sort of persuade advisors and support them in using these resources, one of the things that stood out was, well, we plan clients to 95 or 100, 
but they all say, that's not going to be me, and I don't want to be old and decrepit. And that has remained a very consistent theme in my travels and the conversations I've had, and literally thousands of conversations you know, across the last uh, decade. But it also reminded me that I think for all of us, uh, you don't have to go far to identify where people are living longer than they expected. And that's increasingly happening. And it, my own grandmother spent 30 years promising me each year would be her last and made it to just shy of 101. So in, I realized, you know, this is a big deal. And how could we, you know, what are we going to do about it? And coming out of the independent space as well, when I was at Schwab, the best practice of having a board of clients, just like a business would do, um, looking for feedback. So I began to suggest to teams, well, why don't you put an advisory panel together and let's run this topic of longevity by them and see what comes back. And one of the teams said, well, would you come and do that for us? And I think we've all been stuck in rooms where we get very motivated and very energized. And then six months later, all right, what did you really do with it? And invariably, the answer is not a lot. So I wanted to create something that was experiential, um, engaging. So we actually, the, the advisors chose uh, or choose uh, around 10 clients. It's not an exact number. That can be couples. It doesn't have to be. And the ask of the clients is to provide feedback around this topic of longevity to help the advisors ensure that they're delivering the best experience and advice to their clients. And so clients will typically say, absolutely, would love to be involved with that. So the advisor then sets it up with a, the, the, the clients doing some pre-work by actually watching a, a TED talk and coming to the workshop with just three takeaways. And then we go through the workshop with sort of 15 minutes of me setting the table, really laying out there of the shift that is occurring in, in aging at large and how our mindsets haven't really adapted to, to embrace the opportunities this offers. Um, then we really create the paradigm shift where the clients are responding to a series of questions. We do it virtually now. And in allowing them space, I mean, again, we're very used to being talked at and so the 15 minutes of silence is really quite fun because you know at times people don't know what to do with it but that's where the paradigm shift occurs and then you finish off with a round table where the clients are sharing with each other and bouncing ideas and so by the end of it by keeping it simple um focusing on the the, the these four pillars of, of flourishing longevity and this is really the shift that occurs it's a transition from the focus on the frailty side of aging to integrating this possibility of a more flourishing, uplifting side of it. And by the end of the hour, the clients are wanting more. And that positions the advisors to go back, follow up, thank the clients for participating, and then seeing where the conversation goes. It's, it's interesting, Jonathan, as a, as a practice management coach and, and someone who has been fortunate to be invited into many practices and teams and, and look at processes and, and engage on how to continually enhance what is being delivered to clients. Um, it's how, I, there's always the age old question, what changes first? Engaging clients and having that conversation and, and you know, gathering that information or what we're delivering to our clients. And I'm, I'm always such an advocate that if we're going to engage clients and have these conversations and extract the information, 
something does need to change on the back end, right? How does my client experience change as a result of me giving you this information and my thought leadership? What are your thoughts on that? As you've seen teams successfully have these client panels, how have they actually changed what they're delivering, what the client feels uh, as, as part of that team or practice? Yeah, that, that's so good, Julie, because advisors obviously are very, very proud, prideful, prideful of what they do. So uncertainty, it's a bit like an attorney. You don't want to ask a question you don't know the answer to. And so it's finding the advisors who are willing to take some degree of leap of faith to go and experience this. Because conversely, I've done the workshop with advisors and guess what? They wear hats that say advisors. And so they're thinking through their own lens, not from the client point of view. And, you know, one of the wonderful things with the workshop is what a driver it is, whether it's deeper relationships, uh, broader connections, you know, across gender and generations, growth. I was talking to an advisor just before the workshop or one of them last year that we did for him. And we position how you can double your business in two years. And most healthy practices want to grow. And he said, Jonathan, I just don't see how that's going to be possible. And I said, that's absolutely fine. Let's do the workshop. And once you've experienced it, we then do a debrief afterwards, generally within 24 hours. We'll discuss it then. And at the end of the workshop, uh, at the end of the debrief, I said, can you see now how this can double your business in two years? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So there is, Julie, you've sort of touched on it that, you know, getting the door opened wide enough for them to go through it and discover, again, as a, it, it, there's this whole world that no one is talking about. And it's incredible. It, it's so much fun. And so, yeah, I'm still trying to crack that code of how to do it on a bigger scale of, of getting advisors to take that leap of faith. So, Jonathan, I mentioned kind of at the outset of our conversation, this topic about advisory panels, right? And I want to ask you about the mindset of the financial professional going into one of these client workshops, because advisory panels to me are often used as like a, a scorecard, if you will, on how our practice is doing on serving you. But it sounds to me like these client workshops are less about my practice and more about the client's reality. And you just mentioned a, a moment ago four pillars that are kind of key to these workshops. Can you uh, refresh us on what those four pillars are? And then just help me understand as a financial professional what my mindset should be, what I should be trying to get out of one of these client workshops. So let's start with that last question, John. What you should be trying to get out of these workshops is where ultimately you are adding value in your client's life. What is the difference you're making for your clients? And the four pillars, the foundation of the four pillars are the traditional focus of the advisor. It's the, it's the finance. But to quote a portfolio manager, I've always hidden behind the numbers. Now I don't have to. I can meet the clients where it's important to them. So rather than residing almost purely in the financial side of the equation, and sure, you may touch on family and things like that, even holistic planning. You know, we are infinite beings handicapped by our limiting beliefs. So our whole preconceived notions of what retirement is, even to ask someone, hey, what are your plans for retirement? After the workshop, they have a completely different view of what the answer to that question actually is. So the four pillars 
our mindset so you know that i don't want to be old and decrepit well guess what you don't necessarily have to be but what actionable steps you're going to take how you're thinking about this will make a difference uh health both physical um and dietary and so being more intentional there a purpose and again when you're open to the possibility of a hundred it, it takes a mindset shift and one of the things the workshop creates is shifting the mindset from the 65 plus with a question mark to the possibility of 100. And when you create that space, the idea of purpose, you may have worked very hard for 40 years, you may have been very successful in whatever career you did, but I've been asking people at the level of joy that the, their community at large, those they commune with, what level of joy, and this is pre-lockdown, and I've been doing it ever since, you know, if 10 is high, what level of joy do you think most people operate at? And the average is a four. So you're really unlocking with these workshops, a whole hidden world here that people want more. And the advisor is perfectly positioned to do that. So the purpose part, the third pillar is it's not about the destination. It's about the journey, but on a longer time frame. it's not just, you know, I've done the workshop in the villages. Uh, you know, one of the best places in the country in the U.S. for for um, for aging uh, here, just outside Florida, uh, outside Orlando. And if you can go and change the dial on how an eight-year-old is thinking, it, it really shows you, you, you know, there's there's something behind that, you know, what we've got going on. And that really leads to the fourth pillar, which is community. Um, so not just pe you know the people you're hanging out with, but even down to the mirror neurons. You know, how we're being with each other will impact how we what we're up to and what we're doing so those four pillars again just to recap on that mindset uh health um purpose and um community jonathan you've obviously been involved and participated in many of these panels either in person or virtually over the last couple of years could you share with us a couple of examples of maybe responses or pieces of knowledge or insight that financial professionals have gathered from an attendee at this at one of these workshops that was just truly an eye-opening moment, sort of that light bulb moment where the financial professional said, oh, wow, I, I didn't realize this, this was going on in my client's head or I hadn't even thought about that just to bring some tangible examples for those financial professionals that are intrigued and are considering implementing this as part of their business plan and strategy for the upcoming year. Yeah, Julie, I've, I've got a wonderful example where, again, if we take a response at face value, you're going to get a different outcome from where if you stay in the space. And what I mean by that is at the end of a workshop, 65-year-old client said, leave me alone. I just want to grow old and die gracefully. Well, with the training, with the, working with the advisor, when he did the follow-up conversation with the client, regardless of the, com of the comment, something had shifted for the client in his mindset. And the conversation continued to evolve. So the advisor didn't just say, okay, I'm leaving you alone, that's that. You've got to be respectful, obviously, but something had shifted. It ended up with the client requesting a presentation on longevity to his Rotary Club. How many advisors would love to be invited into a Rotary Club or something similar to make a presentation? And so, again, be careful of just taking it for, oh, yes, they said this, I, that I'm good, leave me alone sort of thing. 
no, you, you, you know, the opportunity to stay in the space. And that's really what comes is, is the advisors themselves, the more they experience this, you know, I'm only consulting because of starting in 2006, being curious about people's practices and building the knowledge base as a result of the conversations. This is no different. It's really being willing to stay in it. But I think that's a wonderful example of, of how a mindset shifts. And I've had, you know, one advisor saying this is the equivalent to Wozniak and Jobs, you know, creating Apple in the garage. You know, we're just touching the surface here. It really is such uncharted territory, but it also aligns to all sorts of different things that are important to advisors. So again, broader connections across generations. You know, we've had teams bring in three different generations of a family to engage in the, in, in the workshop. Um, you know, more engagement on the female side. Again, that's a big thing that the industry is trying to get its arms around. And it just creates a space where people open up. And for the advisor to experience that is part of the important thing uh, because they then see this, this bigger picture that they hadn't identified beforehand. And ultimately, again, when you've got a $17 million client being introduced to you as a result of the workshop, there's nothing more powerful than something like that. You know, when clients do put someone of that ilk in front of you, you've clearly impacted that you know what they're experiencing of you as a result so jonathan a couple of practical questions for you uh one would be what's the typical size of a client workshop two would be it's a multi-pronged question here what's the what's the optimal size secondly would be do you mix it up in terms of ages retired not retired like do you want different perspectives or do you try to keep it homogenous and then third i want to give you an opportunity to share how if advisors are interested in this process, um, how would they contact you and what would the, just briefly, what would that process look like? Well, thank you for that, John. So the size, we typically aim for about 10, but it's not an exact science. I've done it one-on-one. -on -one. It was with a doctor, so I was very interested and curious about the overlay on the medical world. I've done it with about 25 um, you know, I really look for engagement as well. So the opportunity for people to get involved and engage. So we're still sort of defining it, but but 10 is about the sweet spots. Um, and then in terms of the, the, the generational thing, longevity impacts everyone. And one of the things we've done, I've mentioned this workshop is really just an introduction. We've had clients coming back asking for more. So we've actually done a follow-up couple of pilots for a natural essence living younger longer um, workshop which was even the advisor turned around after that and said I'm having conversations with my wife for 40 years that I've never had before so again very very simple but very very powerful and we're also looking to create add-on workshops for sort of avoiding the midlife crisis and then also for under 40s the making a difference so um, you know, this first workshop is really just engaging at whatever level. Um, and then in terms of, uh, and keeping it simple. I mean, again, the simplicity part is so key here. You want people walking away going, oh my gosh, wow, what next? Not feeling that they've just gotten indigestion. Um, and then getting hold of us, longevityplanning.me um, is a great starting point. I'm on LinkedIn as well. 
Um, you know, there's lots more coming from this, but those are, are the two sort of best places to sort of track me down at the moment. And before we wrap up our time together today, Jonathan, if a financial professional were to reach out to you, do you have a fairly, is it a turnkey program? Is there an outline questions? Is it sort of a, a you know, a complete kit, if you will, in terms of uh, engaging with you and then engaging with clients and then executing this? I'm just trying to think from a from an efficiency standpoint, if I were a financial professional juggling all of the things I'm juggling day to day, how I might weave this in from a time perspective by engaging you. Yeah, that's terrific, uh, Julian. And the exciting thing is that what we've created is as a result of working with advisors, so their peers. Um, who've, who we started with the workshop and the feedback was, wow, this is amazing, but don't stop here. Um, you know, something we're working on is an accreditation or a designation of sorts. Um, but they also said, create a training program. So we have what I call the white, love, white glove offering, which is six steps. And it starts with an introductory conversation. You know, it's an hour long, really getting to know and, and lay out, well, okay, what are you looking to accomplish, Mr. and Mrs. Advisor, but then also, um, you, you know, laying out what the program looks like. So ultimately, the outcome is down to the commitment and making sure that, you know, everyone's committed to the right outcome. Um, so we created the white glove experience. And the second step of the six is, is facilitating the workshop. So that's embedded in there. But then to create a different version or a lighter version and be able to scale as well, we've now got an online six-module self-study course. That already has 10 hours of C, uh, CFP CE credit. Um, and whilst that doesn't have the workshop within it, the advisors actually focus in modules one and two on their own longevity. So you know, by putting that attention there, it then empowers them to take it to their clients and we've got the whole framework for them to be able to deliver that so we've kind of got the two levels and i'm sure there's more coming i mean again this thing just keeps morphing and evolving but right now we've got those two different offerings in play jonathan thank you before we let you go uh julie and i want to have a little bit of fun it is the human-centric investing podcast so we're going to involve you in what we call the lightning round Julie and I are going to alternatively ask you questions, quick questions. We want the first answer that comes into your mind just so that we and our audience can, can get to know Jonathan Ainsley just a little bit better. So you ready? I'll start. Ready. Jonathan, what's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday is Puerto Rico. <laughs> Good answer. What's the best age? Today. Beach house, lake house. Both. Are you left-handed or right-handed? Southpaw. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Are you messy or neat? Messy. I'm, 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 uncla I'm uncluttered. It's, it's the mad rocket scientist. I've got to add more to that. So I can't let that one go. My car is immaculate, but my, my desk is somewhat, somewhat neat today. So city or country country, but I love my London fix. 
What's for dinner tonight? Steak and broccoli. Well, Jonathan, hey, on behalf of Julie and I and all of our listeners, hey, thanks for playing along. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, again, we wanted to thank you for your insights today. These, this topic of client workshops, I think, is a really interesting one. And I'm sure one that all our listeners will appreciate. So thanks again for joining us. Well, thank you. It's been very exciting to be with you. And I, I appreciate your energy and, and curiosity in this. I know you're already doing a lot. So thank you for, for bringing me into the fold. Thanks for listening to the Hartford Funds Human-Centric Investing Podcast. If you'd like to tune in for more episodes, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube. And if you'd like to be a guest and share your best ideas for transforming client relationships, email us at guestbooking at hartfordfunds.com. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.